track number seven of Grace and Peace. Father, we thank you for your word today as we receive your word, Lord. We thank you for your blessing. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated for a moment. All right. Amen. What we are coming to now is very important because I can assure you that every position that God gives you is a blessing and a privilege and you must walk worthy of your calling by being humble. Amen. As who were all criminal, what did he tell them? Come and follow me. Don't sin anymore. But Judas, he said it would have been better that you were not born. So pray that you will never be a Judas. Amen. Amen. Pray that you never be a Lucifer. Someone who was created and crafted and placed in a position. And when you are there and you are beautiful and you are nice, you become lifted up in pride. And then you now fight against the person who put you in the position. Pray that you never become Judas. Become many things, but don't become Judas. Do anything, but don't become... Even a thief is better than Judas. Because Jesus said it would have been better that you were not born. And that he didn't tell anybody except Judas. What is a Judas? A Judas is somebody... The Bible says he became a guide... To those who arrested Christ. Huh? It means that he was inside and then he used his inside position and information to help enemies of Christ. Don't use your privilege against the person who gave you the privilege. Hallelujah. So, the whole world is full of Judases. Even Saddam Hussein. How was he discovered? Huh? How was he discovered? His own people. His wife. One of his former wives. His sons. How were they discovered? They were Judases. Do you see? So ladies and gentlemen, one of the ways by which the enemy wins the battle is when he can get somebody internally to fight his cause. And it is important that you decide that whatever, I will not be a Judas. But let me tell you, no matter how I preach and no matter what we say, there will always be a Judas. So try to be sure that you are not that Judas ever in the name of Jesus I said in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus you shall never be a Judas turn to Ephesians chapter 4 I want to show you something there in verse 1 it says I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called In other words, walk worthy of your calling. What is your calling? What is your position in the church? 
Are you an usher? Are you a shepherd? Are you a branch pastor? Are you a leader? Are you a financier? Are you a helper? What's your position in the church? Whatever it is, walk worthy of your calling. How do you do that? How do you walk worthy of your calling? Verse 2. It says, with all lowliness. Or another version says, humility. Alright? And meekness. With long suffering. For bearing one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. How do you walk worthy of your calling? Some time ago, I used to think that if I'm walking worthy of my calling, I must bear a lot of fruit, start a lot of churches, preach many times, write many books and so on. But now he's saying that to walk worthy of your calling, be humble. Be humble. When you are in a position, be humble. And walk in lowliness. And be cool. Gentleness. Meekness. Be patient with people. So if God is placing you and giving you an opportunity, be humble in that position, in that opportunity. You see, I have to be humble in my position. I have to be careful with people. I have to be very careful. I shouldn't be proud, arrogant, and look down on people and say, hey, who is this person? What is he? What does he want? Hey, tell him to get away. No. I have to be humble in my position. That's how to walk worthy of my calling. In lowliness. Loneliness, in humility. In gen- I have to be gentle in the place that God has placed me. Because you see, there are people ready to take my position. If God has called you to be a husband, huh? there are some husbands who take cups, break them to the floor, they shout, screaming, doing all sorts of stupid things. How do you walk worthy of your position as a husband? It by being humble. You have to be humble towards your wife. Amen. Because you can be replaced, brother. This is just a shouting easy. There are people who can replace you. One day I went to visit somebody who had been diagnosed with a tumor in his brain. And he said, he, he, he felt that he was going to die. And then we were talking and then we got to talk about whether his wife would marry again. And he said, if my wife marries when I'm dead, I will rise from the dead. <laughs> because he did not want to be replaced by any man. But you must be humble in your position. Because your position is not forever. It's a privilege God has given to you. Be cool. Don't just shout it over the plane. Hey, who is that? What is that? Hey, hey. Cool down, brother. Cool down. The fact that you are the head of the house does not mean you are, the, you are King Kong or Tarzan or, or I don't know who you are. Or Rambo. If God has called you to be a wife, sister, humility. Humility, be humble. If your husband wants to eat, be humble. If he wants to have sex, be humble. Say yes, don't say no. Don't tell him, come later. It's a good word. 
Amen. Don't tell him, come later. There are some people who have who use their children as rescue teams. Their husband wants to have sex with them. They call the children rescue. And the children run into the room. That's like, you see, we can't do anything now. <laughs> Remember Vashti? She was the queen. She was the queen. And instead of being humble, when her husband called her, she was like, what do you mean? I can't do this and I can't do that. Be humble in your position. That is how to walk worthy. I didn't say it. I said, I didn't say it. It's there. Walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Don't be arrogant. Your place can be taken by others. When you are there, exercise humility. If you are somebody's teacher, be humble. Today I have people who are in the medical school because God has blessed me, I've moved on and so on. They say about, oh, he was my student. He was a, this, he was a good student. He was this and that. And I remember this, he was a, these tyrants who have oppressed me in my life. Today you are telling me that I was a good student when I was working with you. Hmm? Politicians. Sometimes I see these former government people. And you see them now. And I saw one one, uh, person. He was, oh, how are you? He was coming to greet me. And I look at him. When he was in power. I saw the former whatever. uh, The former something. (laughs) Of our our government. I met him somewhere. And he was shaking my hand. And he was... uh, Spine and he was saying, you know, about a time our problem when we were attacked and so on. And he says the problem. So I said the problem is not solved. You didn't solve it when you were in power. It was like we were like a church. Nobody wanted to have anything to do with the church and the church problem. Be careful in your position. Be humble and lowly. Today they are nothing. They are being kicked out. You see them walking, disconnected electrons moving around. <laughs> it's stupendous it's marvelous some of you don't know the privilege you have to be in the church and the privilege and opportunity you have even for the, your pastor to even know your name it's a privilege an opportunity that you have to do certain things you think it's, it's that's how it is everywhere Perhaps till you lose it. And you will know that I had something really valuable. That was in my life and my ministry. Stay in the place. Judas did, Jesus didn't know he was in the top 12 people in the whole world. <laughs> he didn't know because he thought that when you are in the top 12, you don't know how great you, where you are. Is. Top 12 of the whole eternity. Whose names are going to be written in the gates of heaven. He didn't know he was in the top 12. Selection. Financier and accountant. 
when he sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver we looked at the way Jesus you know when Jesus was talking I'm going to die you know when people start talking I'm going to die I may die and so it looked like they are depressed so he looked and said Jesus preaching has changed there was a time he was very fiery he said you serpents you this this that he was preaching but now he said I will die I'm going to suffer so it's like things are going down he said let me find some money to buy a taxi or something to run my business when this whole thing is over 30 pieces of silver he exchanged his position huh the top 12 and he went and hanged himself what will you exchange the place that God has given you for what huh ladies and gentlemen you have a great privilege you see what I'm preaching about many people don't know that heaven is real and hell is real you see all that you've heard since we came is that we'll be here for a long time talking about heaven eternity Lazarus the rich man heaven people who are sick people who die people what they say you are hearing things people don't hear these are things that are in the Bible no matter who presidents and what cannot explain these things you are hearing them stand very carefully in where you are because it can be taken away from you there are more than 500 people ready to take your place if you don't know what I'm telling you if you shift small somebody will stand there you will be replaced if you joke with the privilege you have perhaps you are in the top 12 but you don't even know because when God gives you top 12 it looks like nothing that's why you give it up for 30 pieces of silver then he came back and said, What is the use of this silver? What's the use of this? Have you watched the Passion? Yeah. See how they threw it? And they did it slow motion. You see the coins going like that in the air. Hey! And you look at these 30 pieces of silver. This is what they asked Christ didn't need anybody to betray him. They could have taken him without him betraying. Why become a Judas? Why become someone who turns against your father? Who turns against people who have helped you? One day, a pastor, a big senior pastor in Ghana, he was very angry with a other senior pastor who had helped him. And his wife, one day, his wife said to him, Hey, don't say that. He said, This man took you to Bible school in Nigeria, and if he didn't do anything for you, he fed you for one year. If you didn't even learn anything in his Bible school, for one year he fed you. His wife, his wife. That's what she told him. And he became quiet. Sometimes you don't know what it involves. Pastor Daniel, you are staying in Pastor Klufio's house. Do you know what it involves? One day maybe you, you see what it's like to have a visitor in your house. For a long time. To feed yourself is one thing. And then you have a visitor in your house. Who is there as a third eye? It's like a telescope who is looking. And when there's a visitor in your house, after the person comes and stays your house and go, he has his comment and his mind that he's made about the house. <laughs> One day somebody came to stay in my house for some time. Then later the person made a comment and said, In my house, Everybody there has a purpose. <laughs> Including the dogs, the cats, everything that is there has a purpose. 
it's that everybody's working doing something the dog has been brought for a reason the cat has been brought for a reason this person is there for and i was saying that what mind is the person having as he's in the house <laughs> my mistake is that i put you in my house and i feed you for one year that's why you are now saying that every day even the cat has a purpose in the house your mouth like a cat <laughs> You see, we sometimes take for granted what somebody does for us. Because it looks like it's something you must do. It's like as you see me standing here preaching. It's like, but you must preach because you are a preaching machine. You see, you are a preaching machine. So it's your duty to preach. So preach. But often we take it for granted. And we don't know what it is. One brother, he was with us and he went to Canada. And later he was calling. He said, Bishop, the times that we will be in church and after church we will sit down with you will be talking with us relax around the place he says now that I'm away I realize what a privilege it is then he came back when he came back the place is so busy even to see me is difficult to sit down for five minutes is difficult sometimes we have something but we don't know what we have then it's taken away so please don't know what Christ has done for you. What have people done in your life? Don't be an ungrateful evil spirit. Judas Iscariot, after he heard all the messages, huh? Huh? to the last message of the Last Supper, he was there. There was nothing he missed. It's not as though he was not there for, for, for let's say, the last part. He was there to the end. <laughs> the final service, he was there. And still, Jesus told him to try to change him. He said it to have been better still have been better if still Christ tried to save him he could not hear he was blinded by these 30 pieces of silver what is blinding you what makes you turn against even your own father and your own mother and your own pastor who stands it you think it's automatic that you should stand open the Bible preach and speak from his heart what I'm saying you see it's not sentences I've written that I just read that one, I don't need feelings I have to minister from my heart. Huh. Yeah. You don't know what is involved. We must appreciate. And we must be grateful. The way to avoid becoming Judas is to be appreciative. You must give offerings to your pastor. Huh? Do you know your pastor's birthdays? Huh? Yeah. When is your pastor's birthday? Find a way of honoring him. It's a good occasion. It's an opportunity to honor. Amen. Amen. And nobody has to come and organize you. But we are so ungrateful and we take for granted till it's gone. Then we say, Oh. It's not for it's not just like that. There's a blessing. And God will bless you. God will honor you as you honor. One day somebody came up to me. She came to me with an offering, a large amount of money. Said, I want to bless you. And I said, Oh no, no. Don't have to do that. And the Lord said to me, she's not honoring you. She's honoring me. 
You see, because Jesus said, He that receives you receives me. He that honors you honors me. That actually the person that she is honoring was the Lord. It is real. It is wonderful. So please, stand well. South Africa, stand well. If you people don't rise up, God will raise up Kenyans. Kenyans will take your place. Oh yeah. Maybe they should have stood at the front line of the work and South African brothers and sisters should have been rising up and going out and doing maybe becoming missionaries. It's like, God will raise up. (laughs) Oh, you'll be surprised. That it will be the lighthouse Kenyan people who will be doing certain things. And because right now we are really moving to Kenya in a big way. I tell you, because you wouldn't want to do it. You see that then you see Kenyans who come here be doing the work. Because it's like it's been given to you. You don't like it. Look, this gospel is not for any nationality. It's for we are all one family. It's only somebody has divided us into countries. It's, we are one people. Stand in your place very well. There are people ready to replace you. Huh? Amen. Shake somebody and say, Brother, if you were sleeping during this one, then you may become a Judas by mistake. Now, notice. How do you, and listen, how do you walk worthy of your calling? Verse 3. It says, endeavoring to keep the unity. Hallelujah. God is trying to keep unity and the devil is trying to break us up. That's how to walk worthy of your calling. Olifant is to try to stay together. Endeavoring to keep unity. Everybody lift your hand and say, endeavor to keep Unity to stay as one to stay as one is my aim, amen. So don't separate yourself. Bible said, These be they which separate themselves, sensual, not having the spirit. Let us stay together. How do you think we are strong? The church building that we bought in South Africa, where is it? Where did it come from? It came from being together. We can call our church in. Here and I call our church here and I call our church here. We have got a building. We are buying it. Now let's buy it. Now everybody brings money and we buy. That's how. That's, so that's what the devil doesn't want. Otherwise this church would never be what it is if we were not together. How do we buy our church in London? Because we can come together again. How do we buy our land in Swaziland? We paid 30 something or 40 thousand dollars for that land in Swaziland. How do you think? We paid for it by people staying together and this is why the devil wants us to be apart so that we will be weak that's why that's the strength of the united states that's why it's called u.s and uk united states here has oil here has nuclear weapons here has airplane here has factory here has refinery here has gold alaska and all those places they're all part of u.s hawaii here has beaches here has this, here has golf courses, here has hotels, here has money, here has financial money, everywhere, but we are all one. Let's stay together. The devil is always trying to fragment us, break us, divide us, separate us, prevent us from coming together. I see you're doing well. 
in the name of Jesus. So how do you walk worthy of your calling? Hmm? Number one is what? Humility. And what else? Gentleness. Kindness. Patience. Forbearing one another. And keeping the unity. Hallelujah. So Judas, you should have tried to stay together. But you tried to sell our Savior. Mercy. We are ending. Wherefore, verse 21, Acts chapter 1 verse 21, Of these men which have company with us all the time, that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John unto the same day that he was taken up from us. Must one be ordained to be a witness of us, with us of his resurrection. Amen. And they appointed two, and they prayed. And they said, Lord, thou which knowest the hearts of men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship, from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they gave forth their lots and fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with eleven. Amen. Who did they choose? Find out for me. Please tell me the answer from your Bible. Who was chosen to become the apostle to replace Judas? Somebody. What was his qualification? Kindness? Love? Power? Anointing? Faith? Holiness? Virtue? Patience? Forbearance? What? Someone? Companied with them? All the time that the Lord Jesus had been going in and out. Do you see how you choose pastors? Do you see how you choose pastors? You choose somebody who's been around. Somebody who's been around. Ask the person next to you, have you been around? Acts chapter 2. We are ending. I told you we are going to end when the gift comes. Have you seen the road to the gift? What's step one on the road? Step one on the road. Learning what Jesus did and what he said. Number two. Doing what? Believing in unseen things. Who do you know in the Bible who believed in unseen things? Abraham, Moses, Bible says he endured as seeing that which was invisible. Moses saw something invisible. That's how come he endured in the ministry. Next. To be what? Assembled together. Are you going to stay together? Are you going to come to church? What's the next step? Waiting on you waiting on the Lord isn't it the next one are you going to be patient very good what's the next step to the road on the road change what don't change a spiritual thing into a carnal thing and use the Bible huh? for your steps and your principles next one is what don't stand gazing are you going to be an idle Christian? 
how many are going to be active? Active. Active, active. Active, sorry. The next one is what? Continue. Tell somebody, continue, brother. Say, continue, sister. Continue, brother. Continue, sister. All right. What's the next one? That was the Judas one. Okay, how do we write it? Decide not to be a Judas. And then the next one is walk worthy of your calling. After that, after decide not to be a Judas, decide to walk worthy of your calling. Amen. Amen. If God has called you to do something, do it humbly. Because there are people who would just take over from you. You think you are the only person who can do that. There are others. Amen. 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 The next one is what? That's it. Company. Company in and out. Company in and out. If you want to be chosen to be among. Company in and out. Be around. Be around. In medical school, you cannot learn unless you are around. There's nothing like reading it. You have to see it and do it. Acts chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Hallelujah. They were all, you see, they had been patient. They were all where? With one accord in one place. Do you see how the Lord wants us to be with one accord in one place? And suddenly, everybody says suddenly, suddenly, a sound from heaven and a rushing mighty wind as of a mushroom and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as, like as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance the next step is receive don't be spooky receive just receive amen Amen. and when you receive the holy spirit what will happen you will begin to speak you begin to speak the words of god you begin to speak what god has called you to speak you'll begin to speak prophecies tongues his words And you'll be a great and mighty minister of the Lord. How many are going to receive the gift of God? Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. May God bless you and raise you up in the land. May may you go forward. May you not be replaced by the Kenyans and the Malawians and the Ugandans who are being raised up. Put down your hands. I remember the very first branch we started in Lighthouse. It was Geneva. As we started the church, one day I was praying in a hostel and the Lord spoke to me to go to London to go and start the church. The next year, in 1993, around May or uh, March, April, the Lord spoke to me to go to London to start it. And just soon after we started the church, I realized that the members of the church were a bit proud 
of the fact that it's like we are the you know church Geneva we are this we are that and you know we are the ones who do this and we can do that and so on but just as the church started the Lord has already started bringing up another group today our church in London is far bigger prosperous united blessed more than this other one so be careful of your position because now our church in South Africa is like one of our largest churches works that we are doing in Africa you get it but be careful because others you will be very surprised I've seen it you'll be surprised at Kenya Uganda somewhere See, it's become like a dominant or Nigeria because our church in Lagos is doing well Swaziland nothing is forever really huh yeah so may grace and his peace lift you up ladies are the ladies going to do well here Amen. are you going to do well Amen. or some Kenyan ladies are going to come and just walk by you and just go on into the work huh Annie what do you think I feel as if that's what's going to happen honestly it's almost as why I feel it yeah in a sense it's like you don't value what you have and what you have had yeah So be careful. Yeah. Huh? You see Abidjan in West Africa. The only place you can find a place like Europe to a point was Abidjan. Today, Abidjan is a war zone. There's nothing there. They've moved all the banks and all those things from Abidjan. They've moved it to Accra. That's why when you are in a place, you have to watch yourself carefully. Because some, something else can take you. will not know how. You may not know when or who. So sit well. God has called, called you to finance, to help. Sit well. You raise something else from another place. Because you wouldn't do it. Are you listening to me? Are you hearing me? Yeah. So do your best. Annie, Cape Town. Do your best. Okay? You will not have forever. And you will always sit on this chair. Amen. Amen. Dr. Anno and Mrs. Anno, do your best in your place that God has given you. For He's not giving it to you for all time, but for a season. So it's a, it's a privilege. It's from the Lord. And it's a privilege that he brought you to where you are. His hand and his mercy is what have prevailed upon you up to this time. So stand worthily. Worthily is humbly. And his blessing will be upon you. Same thing for Dr. Mills. Worthily is humbly. For that is his calling for you. To be humble. 
He's humble. Somebody sent me a message and said, somebody wants to name his child after me. Can he have permission? I sent a message. I said, I'm, I'm nobody. Don't, you don't have to name your child after me. How should you name your child after If you want to, it's up to you, but you don't have to even ask me permission. Wherever God places us, let's come down. Come down. Cool down. Cool down. One day I was talking to a, a woman. Give me a, give me a, Give me a leaf. I need a leaf. Give me a leaf. <coughs> yeah. I was talking to her. She was, you know, with her marriage and her husband. Somebody said to me, he has never seen someone to insult her husband as that girl. So I told her, I said, do you know that the reason why I talk to you is because of your husband? I said, if your husband were to be dead, you will become like a leaf that is on the floor like that. I wouldn't even see you. I said, why do you think you are here? Are you are here because of your husband. Elisha told Ahab. Ahab was there. And they called Elisha to prophesy. And Elisha said, if it were not for Jehoshaphat, who is here, I would not, I would, <laughs> I would not look in your direction, nor see you. Even if I was to, to look there, I wouldn't see you. If it were not for Jehoshaphat, who is sitting here. Please, the place that we stand, don't take it for granted. In the day that God is tired of you, you just fall like people like that. You are finished. Let's walk humbly in the place that God has placed us. South Africa, all the old people who are here with Pastor Kingsley, all of you, be careful. Be very careful. No, I don't want to frighten you, but I'm telling you. Because to whom much is given much will be expected there are children here who, who this is the first time even they are not they haven't seen me before they haven't come to a camp like this before you have had much given to you be careful eh? those of you who are here with Pastor Kingsley you know yourselves and those who have been around God will ask you for everything that he has given you what did you do? One day the Lord told me, do you think I would judge you for six talents when I gave you ten? You think I would judge you for six when I gave you ten? Better find the rest of the four and put them into action before there's a big problem. You think I would judge you for six when I gave you ten? And what about the four? If you will not use I should have given it to somebody. Sometimes I see people who can sing and they don't sing. Me, sometimes I try to sing and I can't sing. So I know eh, what it is to be able to sing and they sing so naturally. And they say, you, you play any tune then they, they say, oh no, 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 they can do. And those of us who cannot do, we know that we don't have the gift, you know, and somebody has the gift and it's like it's nothing to him. They just put aside. You think God will judge you for six when he gave you ten? You keep watching. So, 
the Lord is warning you. He's encouraging you, but he's also giving you a warning. Walk worthy. Walk worthy. Walk worthy of your position, your vocation, and your calling, because it's special. Don't think, let me tell you, look, I'm not old, but I've seen it. In one hour, it can change. There are people who plan to be here who are not here. Things change suddenly, and they were not here. It's all his mercy and all his grace. So we thank the Lord. Lift your hands. Stand to your feet, everybody. Lift your hands to the Lord. Just thank Him. The same again. I will never return. I'll close the door. I will walk the path. I will run the race. And I will, will never be the same again. I will never be. I will never be the same again. I will never return. I'll close the door. I will walk the path. I will run the race. And I will never, never be the same again. But this is what the Spirit is saying. What will you do with these words that have been invested for the last 11 hours? For the last 11 hours, an exhausted and tired man has been pouring out his heart to you from the word of the Lord. Does it mean anything to you? Be careful. For to whom much is given, much is always required. Let your heart not be fields of hardness, but fields that yield themselves a great harvest father we repent of hardness of heart we accept you lord as our healer and lord we pray for healing and blessing for our church in south africa for repentance lord we repent and we say lord have mercy raise us up as an army give us a chance lord to serve you with joy and with gladness. Thank you for your blessing, which we leave here with your people, with your children. For there will be a great force, a force of the glory of God for the last battle. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. I will never be the same again I will never return I'll close the door I will walk the path I will walk the path and I will run the 
God bless you. You may be seated. We hope you have been blessed and transformed by this camp. To get the most out of it, you will need to listen to it over and over again. Make sure you listen to all the other camps in the Macanaire. Don't forget to stop by our website at www.diacubidmills.org. Here you can download other messages, videos, and find out about all the books and other resources available by Diacubid Mills. May God bless you and your ministry.